Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Like a lot of industries, the sports and entertainment industry has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. On today's episode, I'm talking with Ben Weiss, the GM of the XL Center. We discuss what the new normal of sports and entertainment venues will look like, renovations and improvements to the facility, and discuss the importance of an arena in downtown Hartford. So Ben, to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at the XL Center? My, my current title and, and, uh, and role is uh, I'm the general manager of the XL Center, uh, GM of Pratt & Whitney Stadium, and uh, I also have uh, the general manager, general manager title, title for the Hartford Wolfpack on the business operations side. And also part of our portfolio here is to uh, to over, oversee Dillon Stadium uh, for all events that are not related to the Hartford Athletic, the, the USL soccer team. So if there's community events or there's high school events or youth sporting events, we've got uh, staff over there that, that manage that building as well. And that's 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 under my umbrella. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are those are effectively the four entities that uh, that I oversee. I guess let's start with with the big issue of late, and that has been this pandemic. For those who who are curious, talk a little bit about the impact that COVID nineteen has had on that portfolio, uh, in particular the the XL Center. Yeah, here at the XL Center, it's been um, you know we're, right now we're limited, uh, like everybody else, um, to the the twenty five. Uh, gathering of 25 people um, indoors, so we're we're effectively shut down um, as it relates to any kind of uh, event that uh, that that or any kind of ticketed event, um, you know, that would be open to the public. So, um, you know, big uh, you know, the, uh, our, our main tenant, for lack of a better term, uh, is the Wolfpack. So uh, they play 38 home games typically here at the XL Center and uh, um, part of the AHL, the American Hockey League, and the AHL recently announced that uh, um, they're they're pushing the start of their season back from uh, typical October start to December start. So, you know, right now we're we're targeting hopefully a, a December, you know, January quote unquote reopening uh, for events. But you know that that's all predicated on how many people we can put in the building. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting point to bring up, and that is the capacity. What are early thoughts on what different capacity scenarios could look like for the XL Center? Because you know, from all things you hear out there, there's basically no chance, you know, for the foreseeable future that, that you're going to have a, a packed house filled, filled to the top there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. I mean, you know, I, I would, you know, how long is the foreseeable future? Nobody knows, but we've, we've put together, you know, a variety of models, um, you know, and, and probably the model that that's being used widely in our industry is, uh, it's really it's a six foot distancing model where we're, where a lot of us in the industry have put together pods of say either two, four, or six seats together, and then we've um, just distanced them front, back, left, and right in the seating bowl, and uh, just to kind of get an idea what our capacity would look like uh, should we should we end up with a quote unquote social distancing seating model, you know, and 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 for example for hockey one of the models. 
you've dropped our capacity from say thirteen thousand all the way down to between two and three thousand. So it's it's a massive impact um, to 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 do those those you know to to look at a, a, a hypothetical like that, but. Uh, you know, we're, we're just we're hoping we get some direction or some idea what, um, you know, what a reopening may look like. But, uh, you know, that distancing model, I guess, is a possibility. And at that point, we need to determine whether it makes sense financially to to open up and, and just try to sell that, that limited quantity of tickets. Because obviously, our, we're, we're still going to – we still have expenses. In fact, our expenses are going to go up. So, Speaking of, of the expenses, I'm sure – like almost every other building and facility in, in the state and around the country here, you've had to put in new measures, whether that's increased hand sanitizing stations and different things to go with that social distancing model. What are some things being discussed that, that are going to go into a, a new look XL center in this environment and, you know, for the short, short term, at least, you know, as this pandemic is still top of mind for everyone? Yeah, you know, a key word and, and something that we've really been focusing in on as we as we develop our plan is 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 to try to go as touchless as possible. And that and that means everything from the security screen process to 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 you know walking through the doors. Um and what I mean by that is, you know, for example, at the security screen process, we're gonna we're gonna try to go as as, as touchless as we possibly can, for example, um potentially further limiting bag sizes and having folks open up their bags and having our security staff do a visual check with, for example, a stick versus actually, you know, either putting their hands in, into the bag or, or actually touching any of the items that the folks may, um, that patrons may be bringing into the building. And then, you know, even like I said, coming through the doors, we're going to, we're going to have doors propped open and typically we would have doors propped open, but we're going to be more conscious of that. Um, touchless, uh, we just installed touchless, um, sink our faucets and, and, uh, we've installed various, uh, uh, flushing mechanisms throughout the building that, uh, that are touchless. So, um, big focus on touchless. And then, um, you know, the, the cleaning, the cleaning efforts are going to be, um, just amplified all across the board. You know, we've, we've made some investments on some new cleaning equipment. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're looking at a variety of things and potentially partnering up with some people, um, you know, some cleaning specialists to make sure that we're, we're, we're where we need to be once we do reopen and making sure that we're doing everything humanly possible to make sure that the building is, is safe. I know you talked about Dillon Stadium being in your portfolio, and, and I know it's a bit of an apples to oranges comparison here, but has there been anything that they've been able to implement in allowing fans into their building or into their stadium, albeit an outside stadium, that you guys can now implement at the XL Center? Have you been able to learn or take anything away from what they've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been watching that very, very closely, and you know, we're we're, we're partners with the athletic um, over there, and you know, we, um, you know, played a part, albeit a small part, in in, in the quote unquote opening of that that stadium, making sure that, uh, um, you know, the athletic could get people in there, and we we watched it closely, and we continue to watch it closely, and um, you know, some of the seating measures that they've taken taken in, um, you know, how they're they're executing that, and and really just watching 
the patterns of, of, of people, you know, to see, are they, are they adhering to the rules? And, and they are, you know, the, everybody's wearing a mask in there and it's fantastic. And it's great to see that, you know, people are willing to, and, uh, they're willing to, and they're, and they're able to, to, to follow the rules and, 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 you know, maybe make a sacrifice or maybe be slightly uncomfortable to make sure that they can still get outside and enjoy, you know, sporting event or entertainment. So, you know, we've we've seen uh, what the what, what the athletic are doing over there, and we're certainly taking notes and watching it very very closely. And um, yeah, I'm happy to see their success. Another big tenant for you guys at the XL Center is UConn basketball, and when you you've seen the numbers for UConn season tickets heading into this season with them going back into the Big East, the numbers have really skyrocketed and been at pretty high levels despite the threat of no season or limited fans. When you hear and see those numbers, does that give you some confidence that that maybe people are ready to start getting back to these events? Yeah, I, I have. I'm 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 very bullish. I'm very I have. Uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Um, once we're we're able to reopen, um, I think there's going to be. In fact, I know there's a a, a pent up demand. I mean, there's there's a, there's a strong desire um, for people to. To, to be together and, and be together for one cause and whether that's to support UConn basketball or to come out for a concert or a family show, it's, it's people, you know, that's just human nature. People love to be together. People love to, 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 to feel the excitement. You can, and you can only get that at a live sporting event or a live, a live event. And, um, that's never going to go away. I mean, eventually this will pass and we'll be, we'll be back to some level of normalcy. Um, and, and I'm confident. Yeah. I, I think once we get there, once we get the green light to open up and, um, um, the, the fans will come, they will come back. What's that process like in trying to get that clearance to open back up? Is that just you working alongside, whether it's the department of public health here in Connecticut, the governor's office, what does that look like to work towards getting this building reopened? Yeah, yeah. So we report um, to the CRDA. When I say we, I mean uh, the venue management company that I work for, called Respector Venue Management, and uh, we manage facilities all over, really effectively all over the world, but, but heavily focused in North America. And, and uh, we were hired by the CRDA, the Capital Region Development Authority, to manage these facilities and run the team, run the Wolfpack. And uh, um, I was as a, as a state agency there. They they, they you know work very very closely with the governor's office and. Uh, um, the, the the community and economic development uh, authorities that are reopening the state. So you know we've got a direct line there, and it's it's having lines of communication. For example, I, you know I spoke with uh, somebody as that's part of the the reopening uh, task force and committee earlier this week, and um, we're pitching quote unquote various scenarios and various events and. Uh, um, it's just keeping the line of communication open, and and once the, you know the, the 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 measurement criteria that that the state is using to you know get us to the next level of opening with with you know higher capacity, you know we'll, we'll be right there and ready to go. To take a look at the the concert side of things, as you you know the music industry and live live music in particular has kind of been shut down since things ha- have gone crazy back in March. Do you see concerts coming back in the near future? Is that something we, we could see? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do. I, I think, um, it'll, I think, I think live music will, will come back certainly in 2021. What month unknown at this point for sure. But, uh, I, I suspect that, um, in some of the, 
maybe some of the southern states or some of these states out west or, or midwest, you know, um, I know some of the restrictions or some of those states don't have any restrictions. So I suspect we're going to start seeing some things, um, you know, open up in terms of live music uh, indoors. And um, and then I would hope, I would hope, I mean, this is just me uh, projecting a little bit and maybe being optimistic, but I would hope by next summer, we're seeing some of the outdoor amphitheaters reprogrammed, and then uh, that would lead to, um, fingers crossed, a very, very busy fall 2021 and and then, you know, busy winter leading into 2022. But I, I would suspect we're going to start seeing some things, you know, some live entertainment indoors at some point this winter like you like you mentioned you know is it is it going to be january is it going to be february is it going to be march I, you know too early to tell at this point but um yeah it's 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 a tough one and we're seeing some some in the industry we're seeing some of the the outdoor driving stuff and we're 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 looking at that um we've talked to several companies about doing some things at at Pratt and Whitney Stadium at the uh, in the outdoor lots and you know at one point we had we had some we had some events locked up, and then um, I think there were some travel restriction issues from the production company. So there's a lot of hurdles to jump, um, and, and everybody wants to do it safe and do it responsibly. So, uh, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the that's that's kind of been the the interesting new trend, and you know we're trying to trying to trying to lock something in here in the near future. So that, that'd be great. Yeah, I, I know you mentioned earlier that the AHL and pushing the start of their season back a little bit. Have you heard anything from, from UConn and in the Big East of if basketball season, uh, if you guys are expecting a, a November timeframe and, and what that might look like? You know, I, I haven't. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard anything to the contrary that, that it's not going to happen, that basketball's not going to happen. So we, we're, 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 uh, we're looking forward to seeing you come back in the Big East. I mean, it's it's exciting, and um, you know, again, fingers crossed that uh, that it that it happens. But uh, yeah, nothing to the contrary. So that that's that's a good sign. Kind of moving moving away from from this COVID uh, talk here. You know, the XL Center has always been a, a big talking point in Hartford and, and what to do with the building, what it looks like. From your perspective, you know, what are your thoughts on the building as it is now? And what do you think it, it could use going forward to, to make it as successful as possible here uh, as a big time arena in, in Hartford? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, the, the first time I walked into this building, um, I, 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 you you feel the history and and that, that that may sound corny and you may not think it's real but I I felt it and as as somebody who's their first job or one of my first jobs in this industry was working at the Spectrum in Philadelphia I got I immediately got pulled back to my time walking in the Spectrum every single day going to work when I walked into this building and and I don't know you just can't you don't replicate that with the new buildings the shiny bright new buildings um now do we need a refresh and a renovation do we need more premium seating do we need uh better backstage areas for our artists and teams and 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 uh and guests yeah do we need upgraded concessions and restrooms yeah so all of those things need to happen and we need to you know we need to move you know we need to move into this into this century um you know we need to we it, we need improvement um um, but with that being said, we got to make sure that we're, um, you know, conscious of the, the, the tremendous history here, and and you know this this place has soul, and it and it has, um, you know, it's it's certainly certainly has got a ton of life left in it, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you know, it, the the hope is that uh, you know, look, hopefully this this the COVID situation here hasn't hasn't put us too far behind in terms of 
um, getting a renovation done sometime in the next several years. That that's my hope. Um, and again, we need to we need we need we need to upgrade. We need to improve um, fan experience, guest experience from the moment they walk through the, the the front doors of this building. It needs to get better. It needs to improve. And a, and a lot of that is related to. Um, you know, w- w- it, the building just being, you know, uh, the lack of modernization. It's just, it just needs to be, the concourses need to be opened up. The restrooms need to be improved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, there's a long list of things, but again, it's, it's, uh, these old buildings like this, it's just, uh, there's something special about them. And, and, uh, um, I'm happy to hear that the conversation's continuing to, to renovate. One, one big event that you guys had, uh, Last March in 2019, what was the NCAA tournament? How, how big of an event was that for the Excel Center to have? And is that something you could see being held at the Excel Center again in the future? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I think that map, uh, or I think that event put us back on the map, you know, and uh, I think even just locally with, with people who had not come into this building yeah, in, in years and years and years, I'm talking about people who, who probably within, live within 10 to 15 miles of the building. And we're, I've, I've talked to endless people that said that uh, that was the first time they'd been back in here. And um, um, for the most part, I'd say the majority of people had had a heck of an experience in the NCAA, quite honestly, really liked it. They love our geographic location. Um, and we 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 performed well from a from a uh, a ticket sales standpoint from from their seat from the NCA seat I believe so um they left happy and uh we had a heck of a tournament with some great games here and uh um it was certainly a highlight in my career you know I've been doing this 20 years and and and, and have been a, a part of a few NCA tournaments and uh but that one was great that one was fantastic really just kind of a highlight and I do think I do think we've got uh a real possibility of of getting whether it be the first and second rounds back, or maybe even the next uh, the next rounds potentially, um, I do think we're we're in a position, and we're going to try for it. We, you know, quite honestly, we're we're going to put in uh, once as as the bid processes uh, as as you know as the selection processes go on, as the bids come out, we're certainly going to be right there and, and and try like heck to get it back here. What are some of those factors when when you're going out to bid? What is the NCAA looking for in a in a potential host site that that Hartford's able to offer them? Well, we've got UConn, so the host institution is critical. And, uh, you know, they have the University of Connecticut and obviously the, the stored basketball programs. That's, that's, that's important. So we've got a strong basketball market, which is great. Um, geographic location, you know, we, 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 we fit in nicely between some large cities here, um, in New England, New England and the East Coast. Um, we, you know, hotels, they always look at hotels and, you know, what's the infrastructure look like in terms of travel. And so of course, we've got to get, you know, a solid airport and we've got, you know, we've got some great hotels. So those things all factor in. And then, uh, um, you know, the building that is, is the venue capable of, of pulling that off and, um, of pulling the event off. And, and, and we were, and we proved that the last time they were here. So, uh, um, I think we check all the boxes. I'll get you out of here on, on this question. And, and there are some who question, you know, as the building ages and, and needs renovations, you know, what what is the role of an arena in Hartford? And is it worth having one? But from your perspective, how important is it to have an active arena uh, and a place for events here in the downtown Hartford area? 
Well, you know, I, t- I tell people that this arena is 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 the heart of Hartford. I mean, we I, and and I'm not saying it just because I work here, but uh, I you know I truly believe that. I mean, we drive a lot of traffic to, to to downtown Hartford and on you know weeknights and weekends, and uh, um, there's a there's a big you know economic benefit to having a venue, and then there's the the, the social benefit. Of of having a venue and a and a and and a sports team tied to your city. I mean, there's a whole level of civic pride, and um, you, you, if if you if you lose the arena, you you lose a piece of that. And uh, I think it's important. It's important from you know economically and and socially to have to have a viable, functioning, um, busy arena, which which you know. Which we currently are, but we certainly could be doing better. And you know, if if we, if we get a renovation and we continue to improve the facility, I think this place will only get busier. Absolutely, Ben. Uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck as you you navigate this new environment for the time being. And uh, looking forward for the chance to be able to be back out at an event at the XL Center. So uh, really appreciate the time and thanks for coming on. Great, thanks, Jared. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.